Are you suffering from back pain? Well, I've got the thing just for you. 15 surefire tips for relieving back pain, plus 192 others just in case, volume 1, available at Amazon.com. Over 30 million Americans are suffering with back pain at this very moment. The vast majority of these cases are either caused or exacerbated by common lifestyle factors. Many of the same factors may be causing you pain right now. Join board-certified physician Andrew Kirshner as he guides you through the parts of your life where these problems occur and gives you simple, safe and effective solutions for these common daily pitfalls. In this fun and informative book, you will learn how to identify the aspects of your life which may be causing you pain, how to create a back-friendly environment, how you can improve your pain by improving your sleep, ways to make a pain-free commute, how you can perform daily activities without making your pain worse, and much more. Andrew Kirshner is so well respected in the field of back pain relief. He has you know, famous clients such as DJ Jazzy Jeff. He has done uh, many talks and lectures at universities in the UK. He has appeared on QVC demonstrating back pain relief products and that is because he is an expert in his field and people trust him. Also check out the 5 star reviews on Amazon.com. This is the book that you need if you suffer from back pain. That's 15 surefire tips for relieving back pain plus 192 others just in case volume 1 available at Amazon.com in paperback. Check the link below the show for more information. Just when you thought that there were already too many podcasts in the world. Here comes another one. You strive for success since yeah. you're 16, you achieve success, yeah. and now you sit in your green chair yeah. looking yeah. back on it all, yeah. and what do you say? Not true. Uh, I didn't strive for success. I strive to do something artistically important. And success over here, I believe, is very much in, in the kind of material world. So can I just say that before we start? Oh my God. Who does he think he is? Come around here with his bloody podcasts. Welcome to another episode of Pablo's Poppin' Podcast. I hope everyone's doing okay. Um, I am I am ill as usual. Um, I uh, my band Toxic Melons played the international pop overthrow over the past couple of days, uh, which is why this show is a little late. And excuse me if I do <laughs> cough and gasp for breath and probably die during this uh, during this bit. I should have brought a jacket with me to Liverpool and I didn't, and uh, now I am paying for it. I was miserable yesterday. Oh, it was awful, and I'm, I'm getting there, but... <coughs> oh, yeah, so, yeah, basically, I'm going to die during this bit, but it'll be fun. It'll be the first death on a podcast. What would have to happen, though, because this, this would just keep recording until someone stopped it, unless, like, my head just landed on the keyboard. Um, so, yeah, it, like I'm saying now, for whoever listens to this, if I do die, post it. Why not? It'll be fun. So, yes, um... IPO was uh, was great. I wish we could stay longer, but it's always one of those things, you know. My band, uh, Toxic Melons, we're very, you know, we all have jobs, uh, responsibilities, kids, uh, wives. Uh, I don't have a wife, obviously, uh, but yeah, we all have obligations. So it's 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 a hard thing to be able to really, uh, you know, do 
as a, a week-long thing, although we would have loved to, but I do want to thank David Bash for having us there uh, for the second year in a row. Uh, we hope that uh, he enjoyed it. We hope that everyone there enjoyed our sets. Um, you know, thank you to Cameron Brown who uh, stepped in at the very, very last minute. I do think this is partly why I'm a little ill, just from the amount of stress of having to replace members <laughs> at the last minute. And it's not because I'm a Hitler, it's just because, you know, people have to pull out, etc. And it's just, yeah, it's stressful. I, w I wish playing gigs wasn't this stressful, but it is. <coughs> so... Um, but yeah, no, um, we got to meet lots of uh, great musicians out there. I got to see Sunshine Bloom. It was very, very quick, but um, always great to see them. Um, hope to do a gig with them at some point. Uh, we got to meet some cool people. We got to meet Plastic Soul and the Armoires. Uh, which will lead me into uh, the show's uh, guests. And we also got to meet Huxley Rittman and the Rusty Hitman. Uh, Hitman, even. Uh, some of the coolest uh, people that I think I've ever met. Uh, just laid back, talented, um, and, you know, stylish motherfuckers. Uh, they're all, uh, that's the thing. We need to start dressing more like power pop musicians, a bit more paisley. Uh, not necessarily tie-dye. I don't think that's really as power pop as you'd think but uh yeah no just really cool people and um it was it was a lot of fun and we got to check out probably more of liverpool than we did last time but yes uh, visit toxic melons on facebook for pictures videos all that kind of good stuff um so yes my guests today uh are rex broom and Christina Bulbenko from the armoires and they are as well as doing the ipo the Armoires, Plastic Soul, and Huxley Redman and the Rusty Hitmen, who all share members, they will be playing with Toxic Melons uh, this Saturday coming up uh, as part of the four-play Toxic Melons EP launch, which will be held at Bar Loco in Newcastle, and it's free entry, and uh, fun will be had by all. And it is also a part of their Big Stir Travelling International Roadshow. Now, Big Stir is a night that they put on in California, and it's a night that um, I'm very pleased to say that I will be playing in uh, September. Uh, my backing band will include Chris Price and Fernando Padoma, which, you know, we, we are friends and we have worked together, but it is mind-blowing that they are going out of their way to help me with this. Um... At the gig and throughout the tour as well, because they will be playing with such bands as Spy Genius, uh, the Cherry Blue Storms, uh, My Little Brother, of course, Sunshine Bloom, much more. There will be a CD, the Travelling International Roadshow compilation, which has two tracks from each artist who are playing on this tour, and it's just mind blowing the level of music on there. And uh, we hope that if anyone is listening to Toxic Melons for the first time via the CD, we hope that you enjoy our stuff also. Um, the two tracks that are on the CD from us are Not In Love, which features Keith Klingen-Smith, uh, who has Future Man Records, uh, we do talk about them during this interview, and also Change The World, uh, which features Linus of Hollywood. Um, so yeah, it, it, it couldn't be more power pop if you tried, basically, so yeah, we really hope you enjoyed that. Um, if you would like to support the show, obviously check out the sponsor. That, that was a cool thing about the IPO, actually probably one of the coolest things, if not the coolest thing. Andrew Kirshner, my sponsor, friend, collaborator, um, he, he was doing a, a, a lecture in London. Um, about back pain and all that kind of stuff and uh, he travelled up to Liverpool to play the track that he played on Foreplay, uh, Ode to Poisonous Fruit, which I can't pronounce in French and I really should be able to. Um, 
and yeah, it was such a big deal for him as well. There is video of that, so do check it out. And um, yeah, it, it was just it was so fun, and hopefully he'll be coming out to LA as well. So yeah, if you'd like to support the show, do check out uh, 15 Showfire Tips for Relieving Back Pain, which was written by Mr. Andrew Kirshner. He really knows what he's talking about. You know, if you have any kind of back pain problems, you know, everyday kind of stuff, do check out the book. It is available on Kindle and paperback. Um, you know, not only does it help keep him running, it helps keep the show running because he supports the show because the book sells. And, you know, I'm very, very grateful for that. Um, there is a link below the show. Also, if you would like to support Toxic Melons, go to toxicmelons.bandcamp.com. Loads of music on there uh, featuring many power pop names that you will have almost certainly heard of. Roger Manning Jr., Eric Dover, Lanius of Hollywood, Taylor Locke, Chris Price, etc. Um, and also, and I always say this, but I always feel a bit uncomfortable ask, just asking for money from you, basically. But there is a big Patreon button at the top of the Podbean page um, where you can just give me money if you like. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not, not going to take the money, but I would prefer you to check out toxicmilns.bandcamp.com uh, support me that way and then at least you get something cool in return so yes uh, before we go into my interview with uh, with Rex and Christina we're going to play you a track from the uh, Travelling International Roadshow CD and we're going to be playing three tracks all together from the three main bands throughout the tour uh, so first this is Plastic Soul with Newtown Different Day and then after the interview I'm going to be telling you about more guests coming up
This week on Pablo's Poppin' Podcast, we have Rex and Christina from the Armoires. And I just learned that that's how you pronounce that as well, because I'm a fool. And I've been calling you the Armouries. Um, I've been calling you the Ornidas. I've been calling you... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not the Armouries. It's not the Amores. As I then called you, it's the Armoires. Uh, where did that name come from? Oh, Her. it popped into my head. We used to play this game. Uh, we couldn't find a band name that didn't exist already. <laughs> okay. We would think up a name. Um, say something. Well, right. Toxic Melons, you know. Toxic I mean, Melons. Yeah. Okay, there's a band, Toxic Melons. We'd put the phone down and say, what genre, what region, and we'd guess around the table. And then, so that was the game. We'd get whoever right. got closest would win. Um, and everything was taken. So, so if someone so, actually said Power Pop from Newcastle upon Tyne, they would be the winner. <laughs> but if not, if you said something like chamber pop from Leicester, uh, you'd be closer than the person who said, you know, death metal from Poughkeepsie. Right. So there, there were ways to win this game. But she finally so, In the car, um, it came to me and I, I called Rex. This is back when you didn't get tickets for doing that. And um, <laughs> so I said, Rex, what about the armoires? You know, anything could be inside. It could be full of souvenirs or things that you haven't seen in a yeah. long time. There's sort of an old world nostalgia quality to it, I Costumes. guess. Um, but it could also just be full of complete rubbish. You know, old so. love letters. Uh, yeah, ticket um, stubs from yeah. concerts you went to when you were a teenager. So, um, but he liked it. And then we went to the other band members. And no one had it yet. And no one, no had, one it had it yet. yet. That's the amazing nobody... part. We would think of the most ridiculous things and the, the band there would already be a band called that so you know used to be before before they go back before your time Pablo um uh you would you would come up you would come up with a band name and you would have no idea that there were seven other bands across the world called that you know and it would bite you in the ass later but now you could find out instantaneously that you can't be called you can't be called ice cream eyes or whatever right <laughs> yeah luckily no one wants to be called toxic melon so I'm, I'm quite lucky with that yeah um, <laughs> and the good thing as well, if you have like a ambiguous name that could be many different things, then you don't have to worry about writing songs to fit what people think the band name or the artist yes. name could mean, that kind of thing. Um, yes. Yeah. So yeah, uh, so uh, the Anwars are going to be touring the country uh, as part of the Big Stir Travelling International Roadshow. And um, Big Stir is, and now I could be wrong again, but Big Stir, is it weekly that you put on? Monthly. Monthly. Monthly, okay. Monthly. Uh, would, weekly, month. would weekly like kill you at this point? Oh. 
Yeah, but I mean, it's <laughs> it's a toss up because on the on a, in a certain sense, um, we have more bands than we can. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, we have so many people that we want to get. But we would love to do once a week. It's once just a week would be terrific. We're trying to record two more albums <laughs> at the same time. So. And tour and everything else. So, I mean, we're very, very busy. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we occasionally do big stirs out of town uh, in San Diego, or I think we're going to do one in Sacramento. And obviously, the UK tour is, you know, uh, based on this musical community uh, bringing the bands together. Uh, mutual support kind of concept that was at the core of Big Stir. She named that too. Big Stir. She named all the good names. <laughs> if only there was money in that. Yeah, right. <laughs> if only there was money. In that. And, but the the Big Stir nights have uh, grown as well. I mean, some of the names that you've had involved, um, you've had um, you know Kate Brennan obviously involved. She was the first artist to ever play Big Stir, period. She opened she the, first opened the very first Big Stir. Big Stir. Big Stir. She probably opened a Big Stir. <laughs> Acoustically, yeah. Yeah, uh, she drove in from Phoenix because she thought it was a neat idea, and off we went. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you've, you've also had uh, Chris Price, Fernando Podomo, and it's it's crazy. You know, from I I can even though I'm from the UK, I kind of consider that um, scene my scene. It's kind of weird, isn't it? You know how sort of uh, social media yeah. and uh, power pop can bring people together, which is pretty cool. Yeah, we, I mean, we found all kinds of really unexpected connections, too. I mean, for one thing, uh, we got to know, um, well, Christina's a Detroit girl, so she was excited to get in touch with uh, with Keith Klingensmith from uh, um, Legal Matters. Yeah. And then bouncing back and forth, realized he was connected with you as well. So that's that kind of stuff happens. And then we had our Scottish anchor band, Fast Camels, uh, became fast friends with us because we are friends with, mutual friends with Blake Jones from Fresno. Mm. So we've got... Scotland, Fresno, California, those kind of connections happen. And it's, it is, it's, it's small world. It yeah. really is. Big world, small. <laughs> well, it, it is crazy. I mean, um, when I work with people sometimes because being from where I am and a relatively, uh, you know, um, recently entering this sort of world, um, yeah, I don't realize who some of these people really are. You know, Keith Klingensmith um, offered to sing a track for me because someone dropped out because he didn't feel that he would be able to manage the song. And, you know, one thing that I love about this community is that there are no egos involved whatsoever. It really, it really is people just helping each other and people are just, at the core of it, music fans, and they love discovering new music in the style that they love. Totally, yeah. And, and that's why... And we put a lot of work into making those connections, but it also is, I mean, it's, it's easy because people are so open to it. I mean, um, there's a lot of work that went into putting this tour together, but as you know, uh-huh. we just kind of said to you, Hey, you got a gig? And you said, Hey, yeah. <laughs> and that was it. You know? And then you said, Hey, I'm coming to LA. Um, you got know, a gig? got a gig. And we said, well, yeah. yeah, you know, <laughs> Come on down. you know, it's, it is, it is really great. The, the openness of, of people, and we see that all the time. I mean, I don't, I don't know what other genres are like. I don't it's know. Very, it's fulfilling <laughs> to do that, to have that community feel. Yeah. To be able to embrace the community, give them a forum, and share it with everyone. I mean. Yeah. There's nothing better. I mean, I think what happened is, of course, all of us kind of are clustered around the IPO, the yeah. International Power Overthrow, in our local area. But um, 
our thing uh, amongst once we kind of came into our own, I mean, that was great for us because we were sort of playing in a vacuum with no one really understanding the type of music we were doing. Yeah. And all of a sudden we were on stage with these great bands that we thought, oh, this is so cool. They're doing what we wish we were doing. And they told us we actually were doing it. You know, we were okay. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times we had to explain what power pop <laughs> yes. yeah it was it's, yeah to the uninitiated it's a little obscure but we, but just, we keep doing we it keep because, doing yeah yeah because yeah, we would like people to know because it's very accessible i mean it's, there's not it's not the kind of stuff that people listen to and say oh that's awful turn it off you no. know um, unless it's being done very poorly thankfully we don't know anyone i haven't heard any no, yeah. this is true no one is doing power pop badly and yeah i'll, I'll put myself in there hopefully you know because it's not for me to decide <laughs> but uh <laughs> Uh, you're amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it, I guess you have to love it enough to rise to the level of the craft, maybe, yeah. is what it is, and the emotiveness of it. I mean, it's, um, yeah, we don't have this problem with all the bands that we work with on the tour at Big Stir. We don't really have anyone come to us and say, yes, yes, I've, I've, got, I've got a little power pop record, and we listen to it and go, oh, no. No, that doesn't happen. <laughs> What are we going to tell this guy? That doesn't actually happen. I mean, we're very proud of all the bands that that play with us, that go on these compilations. Um, and, uh, you know, I, when, when it's, yeah, over and over again, it's a, and it's a, it's a wide variety of styles um, within that. Yeah. But they're good. They're all good. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, as I sometimes don't know if everything that I do is strict power pop, but I do think that power pop can cover a wide umbrella of um, not, I don't know, styles maybe, but I don't, it sort of, it makes it accessible to lots of different things. Like you can have very synth based power pop or you can have guitar based yeah. power pop. And um, yeah. That, stuff and uh, you know, we have a little bit of sunshine pop. Some of it's jangly, some of it's crunchy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. There, there's a, there's a, there's a spectrum, but you know, um, definitely a, a through line uh, that, keeps it all together absolutely so uh, how how far back do you go with david bash oh we are not too much well no, if you ask if, <laughs> he, he thinks he's known us for like five years or something like that but we have only right. existed for about two and a half years as a band right. mm -hmm. um, we've just kind of i think because we started doing big stir we sent david a demo yeah in 2000 14? Yeah, probably just barely over two years ago, and we were kind of terrified about it. You know? um, <laughs> Any like? <laughs> uh, which is really strange to think the amount of IPOs we've done in different cities and countries now, but um, yeah, it was it was nerve wracking because it is one thing for the people that don't understand what you're doing um, to give them your music, and they might just say, um, "Yeah, it's not my style of thing," mm -hmm. and they can, that's fair, right? You know, if it's not what you're into. But if we're giving it to someone whose style of thing it by definition should be, yeah. and they don't like it, you go home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I, I, I don't know. I, when I'm writing my stuff, I, I know that I'm just opening myself up to all kinds of criticism. Sometimes, you know, I, I don't know if you know the. Uh, there's a reviewer called Aaron Kuffenberg. Kuffenberg, yes, we do. Yeah. No. Yeah, he yeah. really loves some of my stuff, but he hate some of my stuff but i kind of like that because at least because like it's you know stuff that he hates other people sort of like as well so like i kind of like that it's uh you know bringing out some kind of uh you know um, um split, split opinion yeah emotional <laughs> yeah. response yeah um yeah that's better than um 
Oh, it's nice. Like right. It. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's the word. That's a yeah. kiss. Of yeah. Bed. So we're like, oh, that's that. Was... Oh, you did that. Yeah. Oh, you did that. <laughs> I was like, yes, I did achieve. I was able to get a noise onto <laughs> a hard. Um, I I'm kind of sad you didn't think that was within our abilities, but we managed. <laughs> so, what were you guys doing before the uh, um, was? Teaching. We were music teachers. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we met. Uh, at summer camp. <laughs> yeah, we, we were teaching rock bands, and you know, we both are still teachers as well as being in the armoires. Yeah. And Rex heard me do a Blondie cover uh, while coaching a student that had a had laryngitis. Yeah. And I heard from the corner of the stage, I was behind the door, this jangly guitar, um, and I didn't know who was playing it. And I thought, oh wow, who is that? So I peeked around the corner and it was Rex. <laughs> and what were you playing? Was it the Laws or the Primitives? Might have been the Laws. Might have been the Primitives. You know, something that the kids can wrap I their think heads it was around. Yeah. But I was like the only guy who would come into you know the the rock school with a Rick Twelve. You know, that's not the thing. <laughs> you know, usually it's sort of like you got some kind of Squire Mini Strat or something like that. So um, Rex was in this band called <clears throat> Skates and Rays, um, and Ooh. he got me to come over and sing. That same Blondie cover, same Blondie cover <laughs> with, yeah. during their band practice. We were just really good friends. We had really similar uh, teaching uh, philosophies um, and liked a lot of the same music. And but we, those two guys yeah. from Skates and Rays are a rhythm section yeah. in the armoires, too. Yeah, Skates and Rays can't be said to have broken up because they were just ingested by the armoires, you know. But the craziest thing that happened before anything else um, was that we had a friend who was putting together a tribute <laughs> band. Um, <laughs> All love tribute bands, right? They don't take any business away from us. <laughs> right, a stop since tribute band. And I was supposed to be Tina Wayman. Yeah, he was trying to do a Talking Heads tribute band, and he just thought we would be cool people to be in it. Randomly. So it was going to be called Talking Sense, and I learned 16 songs on bass, guitar. I don't play the bass, but I learned 16 <laughs> songs. I do now. <laughs> <laughs> And it never happened. It and never I, happened. I looked at Rex. We were just sort of downtrodden because right. it sounded like such an exciting opportunity. And it was funny because our, our friend that wanted us to do this was um, the sound guy at this bar where we would sing karaoke. Yeah. And so we progressively started singing more and more karaoke together and saying, well, your voice sounds good with mine. And this is a good blend. Right. And it's very sweet. Now he calls it his biggest fail because look at yeah. what we're doing now. Yeah. He said trying to put that band together is his most successful failure because, uh, you know, it didn't result in yet another Talking Heads tribute band, but the, the armoires came into existence because of that. But I yeah. looked at Rex and I said, you have this tome of songs. Yeah. Why don't we just do those as a coffeehouse duo? Why did I even show you that? I don't know. <laughs> but I liked it. I liked the jangly guitar and I liked the lyrics and I thought, hmm, I've always loved to sing and I haven't been in a band in so many years. Um, why not? Let's just do it. And then we were joined by my son, my daughter, um, and Originally, it was us and a lot of kids, uh, yeah. basically. My son's best friend, Nate, who is yeah. now our producer, Nathaniel Meyer, who's Nathaniel brilliant. Yeah, you'll he hear plays me. everything. He's also a brilliant composer and a great human being, um, who was also in summer camp with us, yeah. <laughs> coaching summer yeah. camp yeah. bands. Um, so is, is music kind of a way of life? in LA the way I imagine it is because I kind of romanticize and I think a lot of people do as well you know that everyone is kind of you know living their dream and sort of you know aspiring to be the best they can be as an artist sort of thing yeah is is that really what it's like yeah you know, on the whole 
It's a beautiful thought, but the best people, <laughs> the best, most talented people do get very, very downtrodden. Um, the, it's, it's because of the way it's presented. There are these showcases. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really difficult to get people to come because... If you don't the, have a, fo- a giant following already. Yeah. But it's not yeah. just that. These showcases aren't like our, we have our community. So when you know you're coming to a big store, you know you're you're gonna enjoy a lot of power pop. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you go to say Hollywood or um, downtown well, LA, it's it's this sort of spaghetti on the wall kind of thing. Yeah. They, they'll they'll um, contract with uh, a metal band and a rap band and then a us, a, us mm-hmm. and then a country band um, and. Only for a half-hour set. And they all might be great, but, I mean, the same person's not going to sit still for all of it. Right, and you're supposed to bring in um, 10 to 30 people at $10 to $25 a pop just for your half-hour. And they want you and your folks out of the door, and it's, like, Wednesday night at 11 o'clock. And this is why Bigster had to be invented. This is why we had to do it. It's really disheartening. And that's why, you know, I said to Rex, I said, you know what? I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to be spaghetti on the wall. And we don't want our friends to have to do that anymore either. No. And we go see them. And we, same thing. We, We come to see them. But we wouldn't stay for the next band because, frankly, it wasn't our cup of tea. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so, I mean, kind of to answer your question, uh, um, uh, along those lines, it's extremely competitive. Everyone comes here with that dream. See, I like, I like that it's competitive. I like that it's competitive, though. You know, because at least people are taking taking it seriously. That's true. Very seriously. That's that's true. Um, but uh, the egos that we were talking about before can get inflated, um, and uh, and the dog eat dog aspect of it is pretty right. pretty Plus, rough too. There's a lot of defensiveness because. Yeah. These bands know that they're good, and they are good, yeah, but they're they not good. getting where they need to be because it's just too big of a sea, too big of an ocean yeah. to swim in. And what's also kind of interesting is, um, uh, I mean, there are a lot of opportunities um, uh, in a lot of ways, but yeah, the booking scene is really, really, uh, really, really difficult. Um, some of those places that you that you that you hear about and dream about. Um, like the stuff that the places on the Sunset Strip with all that history and stuff like that. Yeah, that's locked down by pay-to-play guys. Um, and uh, yeah, you have to sell thirty tickets. Yeah, they're in not going to be able to play there. They're not going to book you unless you go out and sell those tickets on your own on the side. And um, um, yeah, so it's it's a scene that a lot of us and a lot of these bands. Of course, some of us are a bit older than you, <laughs> and at it for a while. And we went through our our phase of trying to get people to come to the Sunset Strip, and uh, you know, based on hey, you know, you, we're, we're playing, playing the whiskey, we're playing the House of Blues, the Roxy, <laughs> and they they come once, yeah. But it's and then they feel like they've done their duty, and they enjoy us, but then that's it. So they, you know, they don't want to come back. With with Big Stir, we're in a weird location, a very weird location, which you'll. I think we're still going to be there when you play with us, and it's you're, you're really going to enjoy it. You'll love it. <laughs> um, but uh, it's uh, you know they will people come for the night now. I mean, even if they don't know the yeah, band, yeah, they come at eight o'clock they, and they stay till they stay for the whole midnight, time. one a.m. Yeah, too. And it's very family. I mean, you're already in that family in a sense, but it's really neat to experience it in the room. Yeah. Well, I mean, of course, we have this thing where we we romanticize the UK music scene, probably <laughs> too. So it works both ways. You know? This this but, is true. Uh, Sorry, every, go for, go for it. Sorry. <laughs> no, everyone that from here that 
that uh, is in a band and does play music um, always feels more respected when they go elsewhere. Yes, that's very true. Uh, you know, it's such a sigh of relief. Yeah, to it, even go thirty miles outside of LA. That's absolutely correct. Like we, we are definitely you know more warmly embraced in the UK. I think our style of music is more popular there for one thing. But like she says, we can go forty-five minutes away to Claremont. Like Claremont, yeah, and, that was fantastic. And they have they're just inundated with bad cover bands, probably, and to have a band playing original music with a lot of passion to it is like a breath of fresh air, and they they love it. Yeah, and it's like Fresno, uh, yeah. where, where Blake was. There's those Sacramento. places. Those places are um, smaller scenes, but also more more welcoming in a lot of ways. Well, yeah, I. I... Kind of, you, a lot of what you just said is applicable to uh, UK scenes as well. Um, in terms of if it's a smaller uh, town or city where maybe there's not a lot of uh, nightlife entertainment kind of thing as well, they will show up in droves to yes. to see exactly. live to see live so music. <laughs> <laughs> but as well, what you said about um, you know you put on your own nights in a very specific style. Um, when that happens, you know, it, and if it happens regularly enough, the word will go out, get out there and the, the audience will be drawn to you because they know where to go to find what they need in terms of live entertainment. Um, yeah, we're trying gatekeepers. And we're known there too, you know, um, people, it's, it's really so gratifying to get uh, people in the UK, like Don Valentine on his blog, yeah. you know, would repeatedly say, oh, I wish we had something like this happening in the UK. Yeah. So that, that is, that is, that's our hearts. There's a wonderful swell. club just down the street from here um, called Joe's American Bar and Grill. Yeah, let's plug Joe's. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. They do the most wonderful theme nights. They have a 30s jazz night, which is called Happy Feet. Yeah. Swing um, nights. Swing nights. Rockabilly nights. Rockabilly nights. Um, and we want to go we're there. We're trying to talk we're like, them into power pop nights. Yeah, give us a give us one of those. You know, we'll get it closer. Country, to the, yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Just it's a it's you go at eight o'clock and you stay till the bar closes because you have such a good time. No, so, of course we're talking about this so, because we really want to be there, and we can say, <laughs> hey, we talked to this guy. We did this interview with this guy hey, in Joe, England, and now we now you're famous. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Check out Pablo's podcast. See how much we said Maybe we like you. Maybe you'll come to play it yeah. someday with the <laughs> toxic melon. We're sneaky. We're sneaky. <laughs> yeah. Do I get Do I get a free meal when I'm uh, out there then, since we play? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, it, like you know, as well. Uh, yeah, I always find that the nights that artists put on themselves are the better nights because you know that uh, the term you use the spaghetti against the wall um you know there's so much of that where it is just bands that can feasibly bring some people but there are they are all different styles that's why you know toxic melons doesn't really fit in with a lot of the bands that we've played with and uh we're, we're quite selective about gigs even though i want a gig all the time um yeah what uh, what kind of bands do you get sandwiched between just out of curiosity i'd like to compare what <laughs> we get what, what, what would it, what would a, a bad bill that you played be like stylistic? Well, generally it would be probably indie or rock, um, and we are probably a bit more melodic and uh, in depth lyrics, I guess, and not exactly singable choruses sometimes, and all like yeah, you know, music you can't dance to basically. Right, um, right. And, Although we like we like it when they dance. 
But, uh, <laughs> you know exactly I, how you feel. Yeah, I can sing a lot with your stuff. I enjoy doing so. Okay, well, that's good. That's good. Um, but it's not exactly you know two or three word choruses that are like mantras, you know, um, or you know that kind of thing. But um, that's probably the worst we've had. It's ne- it's never been too crazy. I mean, if I knew we were going to be on the bill with say a metal band and a reggae mm-hmm. band, it probably wouldn't really you know. Um, probably wouldn't really work but um finding that power pop audience in you know in newcastle is quite hard um we haven't found it yet that's why you know we want to gig out of the city a a little bit more and i'm I'm really really excited to be playing la it's blowing my mind that we're going to be doing uh we're excited about that too Mm -hmm. the more we have like you know brilliant people from overseas come you know uh because uh you know for ipo la we're also going to have spy genius um uh, over here uh, for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the more of that kind of stuff we have going on, the cooler it is for us too. You know, the whole thing gets bigger. We all we all make it a we embiggen it constantly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think as well. You know, I don't want to blow my own horn too much, but I do think that there were quite a few people excited about me coming to LA. Oh, this is absolutely. like this is like eight years of just constant networking and working with people now, and hopefully they will all come to this gig, and it would be pretty cool. We will make sure of it. Yeah, and you're and and you've got some like star power of your own, like guesting with you too, which is really cool. You know that whole thing. Yes, that, that's a, that's a community thing too, mm-hmm. um, which is really neat. The, the, the people that are going to be playing and singing with you. Um, oh yeah, it's, it's awesome. Fernando Podomo and Chris Price—they have been so helpful to me. Um, you know, I, I find that uh, the LA scene, I guess, is have been far more helpful to me than a lot of people locally because I think and it's not because they're bad people I think it's just because you guys understand what I'm trying to do a little bit more (laughs) that's a bit of it too yeah yeah and embrace it a bit more and you know um and actually you know have time for it you know uh, you know uh, the kickstarter that I did um for the uh foreplay ep um I mean one I have LA based artists on it and most of the kickstarter pledges came from LA as well which is you know just mind-blowing to me Wonderful. Well, one thing that, that makes me proud. Yeah. Um, what's kind of neat too is I, the fact that you have got other artists uh, uh, helping you out is that um, that is really such a community thing. There have been numerous times we've done a big stir where there have been three, two, three, even four sometimes artists um, where not for the entire night is there not like one member in both in 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 each band or you know. Um, between uh, the Fernandos and, and Chris and Rob Bonfilio, that, that scene, there's also Adam Marsland and uh, Jason Burke and uh, uh, Teresa and Norman Kelsey, which is a whole other side of it. And uh, we did a night where we had Jason Burke perform with them and uh, um, Pacific Soul, LTD, uh, that whole thing happened. And then you might show up for Plastic Soul and see me on bass, um, uh, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the membership and everyone, which you know what's really cool about that too? is it tells you that people take the song seriously. Yeah. Um, it's not just like jamming along on a 12-bar uh, blues. It, it, it requires knowing some tunes that have some real craft to them. And I love that. I love that. It means that the music itself is kind of alive to everyone. Mm-hmm. It's not sort of like, hey, you guys rocked really hard. It was, it's sort of like, I really love the bridge of that song and, right. and the key change. And the lyrical turnaround and the harmonies, the you know the intricacies of it, we all take that seriously. That's all really alive to us, yeah. and I it, love that. It's funny. Yeah. It's, it's funny you say that about uh, bridges as well. I'll tell you. I've told the story before, but uh, what just 
completely changed my life was the do you know the Roger Manning song "Wish It Would Rain" from the okay. yeah. Um, it was that bridge that just because I never heard of Jellyfish. My bo uh, boss at the time was a big Jellyfish fan, and he told me who they were, etc. And I was like, okay, I'll check them out. And then he got the the first Roger album, um, uh, brand new as it came out. So he put it on in the in the store, and it just that bridge on Wish It Would Rain completely just knocked down all the walls for me. Um, it, like I played the song, it had to be about twenty times in a row, and I've told Roger this as well. <laughs> It, it was specifically that bridge, how the harmonies were constructed, how there were little sort of drop downs on the melody and stuff like that. Just, yeah, absolutely mind blowing. And it's only a two chord thing. It's just A and B. But what he did over that was just amazing. And I've told them that since then. <laughs> that's the reason why I'm making music. That's the reason why I got my teaching degree, uh, production degree, etc. Like I, I can't say enough how much Jellyfish and that song and his work yeah, it changed my life completely. No, I, I love stories like that, and I love the fact that uh, amongst so many of us who have all these different touchstones, we all have this commonality of influences. Mm -hmm. uh, but I love hearing people's stories like that. Like I just, I just love listening to you talk about that. Um, Me too. And it's the same. And it's the same with like, uh, you know, I, we like to share our little stories about the things that uh, really got us, you know, put in motion. Um, and uh, and it's really neat when you get to sort of go back and touch base with those things. But when I was in the three-piece band that, that Skates and Rays, mm. um, we were we were very, very influenced by, I would say, we sounded kind of like somewhere between the jam and, and REM. Um, but I was really listening a lot to the new pornographers. Mm -hmm. And I kept telling the two guys, we were at this three-piece band, I kept saying, I, I wish we, you know, if we just had strings players and like, you know, uh, we had some female vocals to balance it out, and we could do what these guys, and it would be this big power he pop sound. He actually said a Ukrainian Sean. I actually did. <laughs> <laughs> Nico Case. Uh, I happen to be a Ukrainian Sean. She Pace. is, and the guys would just say, "No, nah, no, nah, we're fine as a three-piece," you know. Um, and then as we got into this bigger sound, um, I was like, "Oh, that sort of abstract idea that we were going to be the new pornographers for America," yeah, like, sort of manifested itself. Um, and, um, and one of our, we've covered and we, a lot and of change. Yeah. Our brand, our brand new, <laughs> our newest song is, uh, we actually recorded a cover of a new pornographer's song. Nice. Um, yeah. So it's, a, so I love hearing that and, and, you know, anyone that you can sit down and it's great because there are so many people of so many different ages too. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, because it's an evergreen kind of music in a lot of senses in a way, a lot of other genres aren't. Um, we all have our sixties roots and our seventies stuff that we love. And then when you get into the, you know, stuff like jellyfish, that's where, um, that was being kind of reimagined later on eighties, nineties, and even mm -hmm. now. Um, so seeing how people put those threads together, uh, those influences together to kind of create their own yeah, identities. A great example is, of that is, is Huxley Rittman and the Rusty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, cause yeah. So, so these guys, um, these guys that we're touring with from Boston, um, uh, Huxley, there's, those kids are like all in their twenties. Uh, uh, but Hux's favorite band uh, is uh, Fountains of Wayne. All right, cool. Yeah, I, so and you can hear it once he says that. You can hear it, and you're like, oh yeah, totally. You know, um, and he's a family friend and was looking for a place. He said, I, I don't know if you guys would know. Um, he asked somebody if they knew of a power pop uh, event. He said, anywhere. Yeah, this is hilarious. We've actually knew Huxley before we started playing with him. 
as the son of a friend of Christina's. And he would come into town and play little shows, borrowing some of our support musicians. Um, we didn't really know what he was doing. So he, he one time phones up, uh, he's about to come to LA from Boston and do a show. And so he phones up our, our friend, Nate, who we just talked about, right. you know, our producer and says, um, some of these shows that you're talking about, maybe booking Nate, they're, they're okay. But what, this is going to be a stupid question, Nate, but do you happen to know anyone who like books power pop bands in LA? <laughs> <laughs> And they were like, um, I know the people that do that, <laughs> and you've met them. And so, now we're going on tour with them. And so, Fantastic. yeah, the, you know, we, there's us of our age, which we shall not divulge because <laughs> a lady doesn't say. Um, uh, and, and Stephen, we are, shall we say, veteran performers. And then, yeah, our, our uh, Huxley. Keep looking at Rex. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm working it. Working uh -huh. it. <clears throat> we're, you know. We're, we're, we're old enough to be president. Well, you have to be 30. <laughs> yeah, yes, you got parents. We're, sure. We are, yes. Yeah, we're definitely old enough to be <laughs> And, and um, yeah. I hope everyone's enjoying my interview with Rex and Christina. I'll be back in a jiffy. Meet Barry. He wanted to get a website for his removal business. He searched online, met a number of web companies, ended up with too many options to take on board. Then he hired a web company. The company built a website, but there were many corrections. The company did not understand Barry's business. Barry then found Planet John. His website was designed and built on one week's time. The site comes with free maintenance and works on laptops and smartphones. We even told the World Wide Web about Barry's business at no extra cost. What are you waiting for? Contact us. www.pltjohn.com And now... Back to the shoe. So, um, the arm was, uh, Huxley, Huxley, right, I'm going to get this right. Huxley Rittman and the Rusty Hitman and uh, Plastic Soul are, are you guys going to be, um, on, on the uh, same night at the IPO? Yes. We are we have, both nights. Yeah, we have to be because we're sharing all the, all the members. We uh, are on the 16th and 17th. 16th and 17th. On various stages. Um, some of us are at the Cavern Club, some of us at are pub. at the backstage of the Cavern mm -hmm. Club, and some of us are at the pub. And as you know, Pablo, one of our great disappointments of, of our last IPO was we were all set to come and see your show when suddenly we got booked across the street at the pub, you know, I picked up an additional yeah, date. So, um, but looking at the schedule, um, a great deal of the bands we're rendezvousing with later on in the tour are also playing. Yeah. Um. Uh, which is terrific because we we've become good friends with Sunshine Bloom from Birmingham. Yeah, um, you you know them, right? Sunshine Bloom, like first yeah. time I, I mean, he, they uh, the singer recognized the jellyfish T-shirt that I had on uh, last year, so we instantly hit it off. And um, yeah, I mean, I I didn't get to see <laughs> you guys, but for me, Sunshine Bloom uh, were the best band that I saw at the IPO, uh, and they're fantastic. And you definitely do hear that commonality with that jellyfish feel, and it, you know they have they're like they're like cheap trick to me too. You know, yeah. it's, it's really really cool, really really cool band. So they're on at that same time. Spy Genius from Canterbury, um, who we adore um, as well. Um, and Fantastic. Have like some other bands we haven't seen yet, but we know the guys like the Nudes, or um, uh, we only know them from online. Um, and uh, God, who else is on that? It's it's it's. It's like everybody, plethora. yeah. It's uh, yeah. A myriad. And I think we actually—it looks like the schedule is such that we all get to like see each other this time. And you know what we're really looking forward to? Go on. 
the 18th because we don't we have a gig. That day. We don't have a gig. <laughs> uh-huh. And so that it's our day to hang out with all the other bands that are done. What, are you all on one day, Paula? No, but, um, we do the 16th and the 17th. Uh, and they, the, yeah, the plan is to leave on the 17th, but I'm kind of considering trying to maybe stay an extra night, but I'm not entirely. Uh, hang out with us. Yeah. Hang out with the, the Yanks and, the and Spy Genius, because that's our day to just sit around on Matthew Street and, and perhaps, perhaps have a pint or two or three or four or five <laughs> and enjoy the rest of the bands without the pressure. And then, of course, we play Manchester, Mm-hmm. Um, which is a really cool show because that's where all oh, the Cherry Blue Storms are our, uh, um, our friends from uh, from L.A. Um, who helped uh, produce our record mm-hmm. uh, also on that same day. So that's another American band, uh, L.A. band uh, playing uh, on IPO that same day. And they're playing with us in Manchester. And then we're off to Newcastle with you guys. Yeah, that, totally. that's the 20th of May at uh, Bar Loco. And um, I'm really looking forward to it i think just the venue it just mean it, it lends itself to no stress which i kind of like it's like a nice relaxed atmosphere <laughs> they serve amazing pizza if nothing else um and people go th- people go there to see music and you know i wanted to make it free for everyone as well um and you know it's it's about you know because you can play in front of your friends all the time you know but they know you exist for me it's about playing in front of people that we don't know and, yeah. uh, and really trying to spread the word sort of thing and that's your EP release party is it not? it is the EP release party um, for, yeah I've uh, mentioned it as well Roger Manning and Eric Dover did sign copies of Foreplay and I'm uh, waiting to get those back so they won't be there in time uh, but there will be copies of the EP the previous album but also there will be copies of the Big Star t- International Travelling Touring International Travelling Touring CD yes. yeah because yes. I always get this wrong Big Star Travel- Travelling International Roadshow there Easter. you go Short. There you go. I should, I should yeah, really, I should really make notes. Uh, but the, the... <laughs> it's tough to remember. Uh, <laughs> you can sign a cartoon picture of your own face on that one, which is right. one of the cool parts of it. You know, so uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we we'll have, we'll have signed copies of that. Really, so, Joe Champ. Joe Champness, but on loan from Spy Genius, um, <laughs> who uh, uh, put that artwork together in, I think, two weeks. Um, for, it's amazing. for the wonderful price of he just had fun doing it, basically. Um, so, well, yeah, that's it, a really neat package. Yeah, he made me look really good as well. He gave me a really good head of hair and a really good smile. Yeah. So, you know. mm-hmm. um, Not everyone was happy, but we're not going to talk about that. There, there are trade secrets that we can... It wasn't me. We can keep, no, no, I no. Love what he did. Christina, Christina likes being sort of... She, you look like a, a sort of a... I don't know what how to describe. It's a cartoon vixen, someone said. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> and on that on that CD, there are two tracks, I believe, from every band that are going to be playing on the tour. Yes, mm-hmm. one exactly. old, one new. Usually, it's one old, one new. Um, uh, um, where where there were like multiple uh, albums from an artist, we like to kind of say, "All right, well, here's one from this record, and here's one from that record." Um, so I know. Yeah, and I did give you two tracks off the same album as well. Um, I hope that was okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, like our track is, is previously unreleased. Um, and we've also got, I, th- I don't think Charms Against the Evil Eye has any records at all released yet. Um, so that's like their CD the one in debut. The works. And Huxley has no physical product yet. That sounded, right. that sounded kind of dirty. Um, <laughs> 
Huxley's never had his music on a CD before, let's say, <laughs> except for ours, except for Big Stir. And the first, oh, yeah, forget it. Never mind. Anyways, those songs are on CD for the first time, at least. And I'm really looking forward to hearing it as well, because how much time did you put into the uh, the track listing? Was that a, a bit of an arduous uh, process? It always, have you, have you, I mean, we've all made mixtapes, but have you ever tried to do a compilation like that? Um, it, it's, it is. You can't stop. Well, if you're us, yeah. you can't stop thinking about how it flows. Um, sequencing and is sequencing, really important. And then mastering it all to kind of sound, uh, you know, like it's something that you would listen to all at one time. And there's not one kind of oddball sounding track that's completely different, you know, EQ. So between what happens with that is that as with most things, um, it, with Big Stir these days at least, is that it's kind of a collaborative process between Christina and myself and Stephen from Plastic Soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of rifle things back and forth and make our comments. Um, and then Christina and I will sit down and listen to it. And there's always like, I got it done. I got it done. Listen to this. And then she's always like, mm. yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, and she's always right. I'm not so sure that fits. Yeah, either. she's always right about that kind of stuff, you know, which is similar to our songwriting process, I think, you know. Um, we'll see what the comments are on this one because there's one I would move, but I'm not one? saying which one. All right. <laughs> I know, but yeah. Well, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll uh, give you my opinion on it as well. But I'm really looking forward to listening to just a ton of great new power pop because it yeah. just it very rarely as a just a compilation gets just you know presented to you in one big thing. I guess um, you know I always feel that I'm sort of you know through context finding bits here and there sort of thing. But I think there's still a lot of uh, bands that you know that you know for example that i don't know yet so you know i'm looking to be educated and um yeah now i'm gonna yeah yeah we feel you know you never you never know everybody always exciting um and yeah and then and then you know the connections just kind of present themselves when that ipo disc comes out the compilation we're usually somewhere where we have to drive three hours (laughs) And so we play it in the car on the way back, and it's just, it's always exciting. And it's always also very funny to, to go back because, I mean, you know, as kind of deeply uh, embedded in the DNA of this scene as we are right now, we have not been for that long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's funny for us to think back, like, even just one year before um, about bands that we'd only heard of or hadn't even yet heard of, um, that, uh, and now they're playing with us at Big Stir. Now they're playing with us at Big Stir. Now we're <laughs> and going to England and, the, um, yeah, the world with us I mean, basically. Yeah. I mean, I guess like, you know, the crazy cartoons and stuff of all the bands together on the front of this thing. Um, we, we sit at this table outside and work on things. And I said to Christina, can you imagine like a year ago when we were preparing to go to the UK for the first time and we had just launched Big Stir, I think we were on the third installment of Big Stir um, and some of our very best friends now were people we had just met and I said can you imagine like you know we're under this umbrella and I said can you imagine like if if like a wormhole from the future opened in this (laughs) from this umbrella and the Big Stir tour UK tour compilation like dropped out of it the CD um, with all these different bands that we had just met or didn't even know yet and there's this picture on the front, this cartoon of us driving around on this bus with these people, we'd be like, that's not really going to happen, is it? That's just some kind of bizarre alternate universe. That's what it, yeah. It feels like. I would have said that. It's yeah. like, oh gosh, you're dreaming again. Someone's playing a horrible, tiny, whiny 
prank on us. <laughs> <laughs> well, what you are doing is is amazing, and you know you have Big Stir Records as well. Which is the plan to grow that eventually, and have artists signed to it pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, we already uh, have two that want to. Mm-hmm. Um, that we're very proud of. Yeah. Um, can we? I. Uh, well, I mean, am I, I going to get a scoop? Maybe, maybe. It depends on what she says. You <laughs> see the look in her eyes right now. Um, we can say that you know we've just we're very proud to have just put out the the third uh, Plastic, Plastic Soul. Soul album, Therapy. Awesome. Um, it's a fantastic record, and I mean they're they're a band with some history um, uh, of. Topping some year-end power pop best of the uh, best of the year lists, um, in addition to being great friends of ours, and just the record is really strong. It it's, really it's, is. It's amazing. We, heard it, we first heard it a year ago when we were touring with them, and I was subbing on bass for them, and uh, and we were just like, Stephen, you gotta get this out. You gotta get this out. So that it's, that it became the first release on Big Star Records was a big deal, and the second release is the compilation that you hold in your very virtual hands right now. Um, <laughs> And um, who are you going to say? Well, we are courting Huxley Rittman. Yeah, we do. Think, <laughs> we do think we're quite likely to get Huxley's release out. I think they're brilliant. I really do. Um, Their music just makes me happy. It is, a, it is really, really wonderful stuff. He's got an album completed, and um, you know, there's a there's a great young hope uh, for our genre. Um, there we know a few. You're on the young side yourself. There's a Jason Burke, whom we love as well. Um, just a, a you know, uh, younger on the younger side of things. Yeah. Um, and um, another cool community thing is that um, Keith Klingensmith uh, from um, Legal, Legal Matters, Matters yeah. and and on Pablo's record, yeah, um, ha- has Future Man records. Future Man, we, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And we talked to him about it. Um, Turns out we're doing the same thing. Yeah, Rex said, you know, so what do you do with your record label thingy? And he kind of laid, <laughs> laid it out, and I said, uh, oh, yeah. oh, okay. That's what we're doing. Well, I mean, it's good to know that. I mean, uh, that's great. And then I was like, so I guess we're kind of doing the same thing, so we're just like sister labels? He was like, yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> so very much in the future man mold, although we didn't know that when we started. And uh, it's all about just promoting it um, for all of everyone, for all the bands, for our genre, everyone's... Music, it's just, it's, it's. Everyone does these independent releases, um, and everyone has their own um, little label name. Yeah. Uh, which usually means something personal to them, um, but in the in the end, you end up being the only person on that label. Right. Um, and everyone recognizes that. Um, and putting that uh, community umbrella on it, like Future Man does, and like Big Stir is going to do. Um, uh, it makes it even more special. Yeah. I mean, in in one case, I mean, I think uh, um, I can probably say this: uh, um, Spy Genius uh, over in the UK did a um, an independent release last year of a record that, uh, like a lot, it happens to a lot of us. We talked to Peter from Spy Genius, and he said uh, we put so much work into making the damn thing that we forgot to promote it. Right? <laughs> yeah, I know what that's like. Yeah, and, and that's a really common story, right? Yeah, you know. Yeah. A, it's not what we're really good at. No, it's like and, a what now And thing. B, you're just tired. Mm. You know, you just, it's, it is an exhausting process. But also, isn't somebody else supposed to do that? Yeah, isn't you? somebody else supposed to do that? <laughs> that somebody. And so we, we, we just thought, this record is really great. And yeah, they forgot to promote it. And I understand why. So we're going to do like the U.S. release of that one on a Big Stir Records. It's a really neat record called Pacifal. 
Yeah, that's um, exciting too. And uh, so, um, and that's really cool because now we're international, right? You know, mm-hmm. um, and just so happens we know the person who did the artwork to do, you know, change the spine up a little bit, uh, particularly since they're going to come over and play in the summer over here. Um, it's like, all right, U.S. release, cool. Um, and uh, a lot of people are talking to us. Yeah, a lot of- <laughs> we're very, very, very. That's really cool. Uh, it's just you know you're giving a lot of people uh, like motivation and just um, I don't know you're making a lot of p- bands and artists feel welcomed as well because you know I, living but you know from my point of view you know living where I live uh, not exactly the hub of the power pop world and sometimes you know you feel like you're banging your head against a wall trying to get the word out sort of thing and you know then you forget that you know I it's really nice to be a part of. Uh, like you say, uh, just a community that you know, gives a shit, really. You know, um, yes. and are just open to ideas and just open to collaboration. And you know, it's just it makes me want to move out there, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, say it works, we yeah, welcome for, you with open arms. We do, but it always also feels. I mean, like it always feels the same way to us. Like, uh, like when we when we go to the UK, it feels like you know it's alive with this heritage of the stuff that we do. Um, because I mean, there's a, like you know, you take our particular brand of this thing. Um, it, it it's very LA in that um, you know, birdsy you know sense of the birds and uh, um, you know Buffalo Springfield and uh, and the sunshine pop thing. But I mean, it track it tracks back to the UK a lot as well, and we all we all feel that kinship over there. So it's a grass is always greener thing. Um, <laughs> I, think. Um, yeah. I mean, it's also just the, the the whole idea of there's musical possibilities everywhere um and going somewhere else uh just gives you a new perspective on the stuff that you're already kind of processing and working on i think well said absolutely well you over here yeah Mm -hmm. well yeah we'll we'll uh, definitely be talking about that more coming up um because it's so far away at the moment that it's just there are so many other things that are happening in life that i need to just like sort of take care of and then Yeah, but um, but the LA trip it's it's keeping me sane at the moment, so I'm uh, really really looking forward to it, um, and especially the gig as well. Um, so yeah, uh, um, before we wrap up, where can people find the armoires on Facebook? Uh, on not on Facebook on the internet. You can be found on Facebook. This is why I, I need training as a as a podcast presenter. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and we and we need training in answering that question. <laughs> We have several, that's why. But the the, the Facebook, the armoires, uh, just all one word, yeah. facebook.com slash the armoires. Um, there will, there the, will be a link under the show as well. Excellent, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, um, we there's have... There's a website, there's a Big Stir. Um, uh, yeah, Facebook Big Stir page. Records. There's um, a Beaster, uh, Big Stir International Traveling Road. That's a, that's a private group. That's a private thing. group. <laughs> That, but nobody else needs to know. <laughs> that's, what we do our work. that's like our little workshop. We'll our edit, secret we'll edit that out of the show. All our dirty little secrets. You can leave it on there. It's kind of funny. <laughs> and then Greg, who posts to his page all the events and me who shares them <laughs> uh, from my page. And, you know, as you know, the usual sort of, you know, gang of creative idiots that uh, pile on each other's posts uh, from all over the world, uh, which, which we love. You know, oh, that's, absolutely. That's, that really keeps it separate. Uh, um, but, yeah, yeah, I mean... It's interesting. You always want to have, you know, the answer. Well, you can find us here. Basically, people know how to Google a band's name. Oh yeah, so, we come up, <laughs> we come up before the actual furniture. Yeah, yeah we're actually more popular than the furniture. We've we've uh, we were named. 
See this. Yeah, I, when I'm ever on stage, I never give a whole big spiel about where you can find us. I'm like, just, right, just type "toxic melons" in on Google. We'll be there. Yes. Yeah. Those two yeah. together are probably just one thing. You know what? Yeah. We're gonna, we, we need to start saying it that way from now on. <laughs> I, mean, I think we all kind of know that um, <laughs> instinctively, but we were trained in the early internet age to like make sure they know where to find you online. What's well, like uh, Google, the effing name of the band. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said as well, you know, if, if you Google this, you'll find us. But if you go on Google Images, you may find pictures from that nude calendar that we did a few years ago. So um, <laughs> yeah. you're going to... A lot of a lot of handsome furniture. For yes, us, you know. <laughs> well, um, full uh, dates will be given um, on the show uh, before and after this interview as well, so people will be well aware of where to find the armoires on tour in the UK. And I'm very, very much looking forward to it. We are too. That, that's that's good. It's a good job. <laughs> Otherwise, it would be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well there's that one gig that we're kind of sketchy on but Newcastle sounds pretty good so. <laughs> okay well thank you again for being on the show we're going to have to do this more often um, <laughs> that's why they call us the Paisley twins we're yeah. the twins you know the Paisley part's obvious too uh, oh yeah I'm looking forward to seeing what you're going to be wearing um... <laughs> I've never had anyone say that to me before <laughs> not even a woman <laughs> Well, you see, that's the thing as well with the Paisley stuff. Um, you showed me, I think you showed me a website for that. Is that where you get everything from? Or I'm assuming in LA, just there are just stores full of it. No. Oh, no. no. <laughs> no. Yeah, we're like thrift store. We haunt thrift stores and um, and eBay and stuff like that. Uh, um, you know, I will occasionally go on eBay and like put in Paisley shirt, men's under five dollars, <laughs> and see what comes up because it's mostly rubbish. But sometimes you find something good, you know. Oh, when like, I come when I when I come out there, you're gonna have to show me all the good fruit stores. We'll take you shopping. Oh, we absolutely. Will. There's actually a few. Yeah, we know. We know. We know what we'll do. We know how we're gonna handle this. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, it's you know. But the, the, you might think that you'd be able to find exactly that kind of gear, thinking you know of of the, the history of psychedelic rock in Los Angeles. Nah. But this, by the same token, they everyone told us, you know, Carnaby Street, Carnaby Street, Carnaby Street. Carnaby Street. We went to Carnaby Street. We Carnaby didn't Street. find anything there. It's rubbish. There was like one. One black on black Paisley shirt, and it was probably two hundred dollars. Yeah, it was, it was, so can't do. Nope. So eBay, thrift stores, <laughs> charity shops. What are they called? Charity, charity, shops. charity shops. We've got our our parlance correct now. Excellent. Okay. Well, again, thank you for being on the show, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you. Papa. Thanks so much. See you, See you soon.
catch the armoires, Plastic Soul and Huxley Ritman and the Rusty Hitmen as part of the Big Stir Travelling International Roadshow playing throughout the UK in May and June of 2017. After their Cabin Club uh, gigs, they will be playing the Dulcimer with Dave Jags and special US guests. Uh, and that is the 19th of May. 20th of May in Newcastle, they'll be playing Bar Local with Toxic Melons, that's ourselves, and Artisan. 23rd of May, Swindon, UK, the Beehive with Charms Against the Evil Eye. 24th of May in Birmingham, they will, they will be playing the Cuban Embassy with one of my favourite bands, Sunshine Bloom. 25th of May, Oxford at Jericho Tavern with Charms Against the Evil Eye. 26th of May, Northampton, the Lab with Charms Against the Evil Eye, 29th of May, London, uh, Croydon in particular, uh, the Oval Tavern with Spy Genius, 28th of May, Canterbury with The Cherry Tree uh, and Spy Genius, 31st of May, Glasgow, Scotland, uh, they'll be playing The Box with The Fast Camels, 2nd of June, Dublin Island, they will be playing Mercentile O'Brien's, I hope I got that right, at U Bloom Festival. 3rd of June, Edinburgh, Scotland, Green Mantle, my, and they'll be playing with My Little Brother and the Armoires. Uh, 6th of June in St. Helens, hometown of Johnny Vegas, uh, they will be playing The Tank. The Armoires with special guests and all details will be available on facebook.com forward slash bigster records because I am terrible at reading copy and I hope I did that okay. The track you just heard was The Armoires with The Laws Have Changed. It is available on the Big Stir Travelling International Roadshow CD, which will be available on their tour, and uh, links to more of their music is in the link below the show. Um, yeah, Rex and uh, Christina are just two of the nicest people that I've ever met. Uh, we met each other at last year's um, IPO, and since then we've got to know each gotten to know each other a little bit more. Um, yeah, just I, I don't know. It must be an LA thing. Just laid back, uh, really nice. Um, just enthusiastic and uh, sharp dresses of nothing else. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll be staying over at uh, Christina's when I go over to LA. And uh, I want to thank her for that because she doesn't really know me too well. And um, yeah, it's it's just a it's just a really cool thing. Uh, coming up on Pablo's Pop and Podcast, we have Chris Price. Um, we will be talking about his new album. I've had the chance to hear it in advance. It is wonderful. Um, it, it, it it it's better than Homesick. I mean, that's the thing. It's the writing has improved. Not that Homesick isn't an amazing album, but uh, Stop Talking just takes his stuff to the next level. Um, I don't know what I was expecting. I knew some of the songs already, but I don't know what I was really expecting from the full album, but I knew, if nothing else, that the melodies were just going to be original, the arrangements were going to be beautiful. His voice has, you know, gotten even better. Uh, yeah, so we talk about so much stuff, and that will be the next show, which could possibly be even up tomorrow, because that is the release date, and this, this current show that you're listening to is a little bit late. Uh, so yeah, that uh, it will be a little... Uh, it's going to be a bit of a packed schedule for Pablo's popping podcast. Uh, talking of power pop musicians, uh, Linus of Hollywood will be coming onto the show to talk about the uh, the fundraising campaign, the online uh, Kickstarter slash Pledge Music. I do need to check what it is. It's not Kickstarter, um, and it's not Indiegogo. 
Uh, see, I'm, I'm on medication and I, <laughs> and I need to sleep a little bit more. Uh, but I'm very excited. I'm a big, huge Linus fan. Uh, and we will be talking about all kinds of stuff, including his time with Roger Joseph Manning Jr.'s solo band um, and much, much more. So, yes, um, speaking of great music, I'm going to play you one more track from the Big Stir Travelling International Roadshow CD. Uh, before that, do subscribe on iTunes if that is how you choose to listen to the show subscribe give a five star rating why not um even if it's over exaggerated just please you can do it if you like and it will make me look tremendous uh and it'll make you feel good as well you know and isn't that what it's all about really it's a back scratching um a mutual back scratching relationship um so yes um, i'm going to play you a track from the big stir cd and uh, another band which we will be playing with on saturday and they are amazing this is huxley rittman and the rusty hitman with if the shoe fits and i will see you all next time Drama there 